Daytime Confidential Podcast, brought to you by DaytimeConfidential.com. It's Emmy season and a whole lot of news to discuss, so stay tuned. Welcome, Mr. Bedazzle. Now, see, I was not trying to be telling everybody that I was playing that game, but since you, you were you were blaming know, me in the podcast on you losing some sort called, of golden score. It's called bejeweled. Bejeweled, bedazzled. Oh, maybe you need to bedazzle your bejeweled. Jillian Bow, no, welcome. You don't need to worry about my bejeweled. Am I gonna have to be like Gloria Gloria Fisher and threaten to file some charges on you? Jillian Bo, oh, welcome. Hello. And Melody Ankles, welcome back. It's been a while. You've been on Geek Confidential Hello. periodically. Hello, but... darlings. I'm returned. I've missed you all. Hello. The Alexis Carrington of the Daytime Confidential Podcast. <laughs> where? Where? <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Hello. Uh, you back. know that you are Abby Fairgate, so stop playing. <laughs> Well, the Emmy nominations were announced, and this year we had planned on doing an episode where closer to Emmy season where we go into everything, but so many people were demanding our Emmy episode earlier than we intended. We're going to discuss them today. So, Jamie. Don't put that on them people. The daytime Emmy nominations came out weeks Well, ago. no, but my my <laughs> plan this year had been for us to record the episode and have it air the week that em- the Emmys happened, like at the beginning of the week, so that it coincided with that. But we got so many no, requests for our Emmy episode. No, be quiet. Uh, yes, <laughs> daytime Emmy nominations are out. They are out, and everybody gets one. You get a nod. I get a nod. We get a nod. Everybody Oprah gets a nod. Oprah giving everybody nods this Except year. Except for herself. Every daytime soap. Oprah ain't on the, on the waves no more. No, I was making a joke how she took herself out of the system. Oprah on cable. She done moved. Uh, yeah. All the daytime soaps are nominated in all of the major categories, which for me, this reeks of let's just give everybody one. And it is also this new era we live in where even, you know, the fat, the fat feminine kid who wasn't good in sports. I guess I would get a ribbon if I was in school. I didn't ever get to get the ribbons. You get a participation ribbon, right? But now you get not in Texas. You got a. Son, you need to do better. You need to buck up, boy. If you're going to be out there on Friday night one day, boy, let me tell you, son. That's what you got in Texas. You didn't get a, you just, we're giving you something for being here, you know. So what are your reactions, Jamie? Well, I mean, that's my big thing is, like, I think it's a joke that all of the shows are nominated for best show, best writing, and best directing. It's like, so basically we've moved to a winner, the winner takes all type system. I don't feel, yes, there are only four left, but I don't feel that all four should have been nominated in these categories. Um, And I I just think that's a big problem. Um, As far as the overall nominations, I'm really glad to finally see some actual supporting actors get recognized it's it's sad that it took us going down to four soaps but thank god you know i'm, I'm happy for john anderson and james reynolds at days of yeah. our lives um 
with some of it, it's just, you know, there just needs to be a, a diversification in storytelling and in providing actors material. Um, you know, I mean, I love Heather Tom and I'm so happy that this is like her 17th nomination and she's won like what five times, but come on. I mean, what do you do? No, it's not. A, no, I, 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 I do not want this to be like Groundhog's Day. Every year we do this whole what, what, what did, well, this, I mean, what did she, that would do? We know that she it did takes, have, you know, she, she had material with Katie. Oh like, no, I know. Katie. Yeah, I know. But yeah. it's, it's coming like the Tony Geary thing, where these people, uh, like, uh, you know, they just have endless name books. recognition. You know, it's like let's get some surprises back in there. You know, there used to be, you know, it was a, you know, not a really a surprise. There's something that makes the industry stand up and take notice, like when Sarah Michelle Gellar won hers, or Anne Hesch won hers. There's none of that anymore. There's just, oh, oh look, she was we, all we would we happened. would have to have we would have to have Michelle Gellar or Anne Hesch quality young adults. She well, was on Watch What Happens Live the other day, and you know Andy liked to ask her about Lelucci. Andy's so fancy. <laughs> well, you know, um, it, yeah. I mean, I have been. I have. Well, not. I'm hearing it's a fact. Um, none of the shows are really paying for. Pretty much, the nominees are getting. You know, <laughs> getting a little. Getting the help to go to the show. But the the studios are not paying for the cast and crews to all attend the Emmys like in years past. They've kind of moved to a, you know, let's have daytime Emmy parties. But I'm hearing a lot of a lack of interest, shall I say, in the actual award show. And that, you know, some, you know, studios are wanting to kind of send a message to Natus because, you know, um, there's no joke. I mean, there's no denying that in the last couple of years the Emmys have sort of become a joke you know I wasn't you know I I stopped going when they would you know even though it got resolved that you I'm the type you mess with me once I don't even have to worry about it because look you we y'all need us more than we need y'all so you know after the whole them trying to deny our our correspondent Sarah Babel a spot on the red carpet I'm like uh, oh it's the Emmys again but so I'm hearing that that kind of malaise has kind of gotten all, of course it's not that way for the nominees, but for the rest of the people, it's like, why am I going to spend all this money getting dolled up and, you know, go to this when a, the nomination system is still broken. B I was told that the seating last year, the seating, there was some seating drama there was, it was hard to hear from what I gather. And there's just, you know, I, I just feel they need some new blood, you know, at Natus to figure this thing out because daytime is still viable. They just have to figure, and I'm not just meaning daytime soaps. I mean, look at all of the drama going on with Kelly Ripa and um, her co-host saga this last year. And with um, Tamar the Tamar Braxton at the real, yeah. Well, I think about her. But Megan Kelly. <laughs> I'm not checking for her. She that was good drama, yeah. though. But, uh, you know, Megan Kelly coming to daytime. Those are game-changing, huge industry, you know, uh, moments. And 
you know, and well, and to your point, Jillian, though, the cast of The Real does come out and promote, and, you know, The yeah. Real and the talk, they really do their thing. But, you know, there has to be a way to engage some of the people who are making these huge daytime. I mean, they just need savvy people. Like, I would have been all over Ariane Zucker. I would have been like, do you want to co-host? Do you want to have a special moment? I mean, hello, you know, thanks to Trump and the grab him by the bleep. I mean, that's a daytime star. There has to be, you know, a way to think outside of the box with this award show, just like with the rest of the genre. You know, in the old days of Hollywood, publicists would have figured out how to, they would have made a list of every big daytime headline, Ariane Zucker, Megyn Kelly coming to daytime, Kelly Ripa situation, Strahan. They would have come up with a way you know, I would have had, I would, well, if Kelly would have gone for it, I would have paid her big bucks to present with Michael Strahan. Daytime Emmys, we reunite Michael Strahan and Kelly Ripa. Maybe it wouldn't have happened, but you can try. You just have to think outside of the box. Not the same old, we're going to give a Lifetime Achievement Award to Shucky Capone, who was on the original gang show, Guess My Blister, in 1958. Who cares about that? Don't send me a press release about that. I don't want to blog about that. Don't nobody give a damn about that. And that ain't going to make nobody go to the daytime Emmys or talk about the daytime Emmys or generate buzz around it. I'm happy for Shucky Capone and his Lifetime Achievement Award. But who cares? Who cares? Do you think millennials care about Shucky Capone? They don't. Okay, you've said that Come so on. many times, I have to even ask. Is that a real person, or are you just making no, that I up as an example? Shucky Capone up, because okay. life is a one-man show. Jillian, what were your reactions to the Daytime Emmy nominations? Were there any surprises? Were there any things that made you go, huh? Well, you know... I mean, it's the same old, same old, but um, Chloe Lanier had me like, what you say? Huh? But what? What? Taquan was barely on, but I'm like, oh my God, this is Nancy's to win. This is all Nancy's. My God, she tore it up. And she needs like an EGOT because Lord have mercy for her having to work with Ingo, given his political stance. I'm like, woo, chow, you got a seat in heaven, girl. (laughs) So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ingo is just Ingo is just the one who's brave enough to tweet about it. He is not the Lone Ranger at that set. Yeah, um, but that you know, you know nor that. throughout daytime. But you know what? I, you and I have to go to work with people who have different political beliefs than we do. It's like get on in there and cash that check. Quit talking about Trump and and action. <laughs> Gene Shelley. Well, you're right. <laughs> or, or she could walk in. She could walk into Ingo's dressing room and give him a Pepsi. Uh, Mel, that right there is the shocker that they write him back in. Well, you know, the thing of it is, it's like, um, yeah, because you know, Gene is uh, Gene about to come. Gene is like, I think she tried to run for Maxine Water Senate seat instead of right for daytime. Uh, uh-uh, she. Ain't but I like get it. I mean, look, I ain't mad at Gene as a as a human being. Because I'm like, right on, sister. But as a soap fan, I'm like, mm, maybe you need to cut off C-SPAN and, and yeah. get on over there to your Mac. <laughs> yeah. Mel, what were your reactions to the Emmys this year? Nominations. Um, I had a similar reaction to Jamie. It's just like, oh, participation award. Everybody gets one. So um, that's just where my headset was. Let's see. As for individual noms, um, I like seeing Jess Walton on there. I thought she did just such 
a bang up job when they let her run wild with the story towards the end of the year there. Um, the supporting actress category kind of has me shaking my head because as much as I love and adore Stacey Highduke, I just don't think she was on that much to be supporting actress, but that's just me. Um, Fanola, I will always consider... We have to always remember. Yeah, yeah. It's all about, what, two episodes, right? Yeah, that's why I was like, how is she? You know what? Let me mind my business. Fanola, she showed up and was like, Sharon, you lying (laughs) hoe. Bye. Sharon a liar. That's all it takes. Sharon, you hussy. That's how you get a nomination. You hussy hooker liar? No, why she gotta be a hooker? Hussy hooker. Hussy hooker. She marries Newman men. She don't just lay with them. She marries them, has babies, all kinds of stuff. I love Fanola Hughes as well, but for me, she will always be a lead actress, but not my business. And Kelly Sullivan, we all know how I feel about her. So, yeah. I don't know her. You, you just, realize that Kelly Sullivan's going to be the one who wins it because everybody in the industry loves her. You don't know her. I, I don't. Mm-mm. She was not bad in that. New I podcast. Don't know her. Okay. She, you know, she was, she not, was bad. not bad. Does not equal no, Emmy Paul, worthy. She's there. not. You know what? Look. Paul, well, there. I'm just speaking for me. I did not like her on General Hospital. She was not bad on YNR. She gave. And ooh, I'm not. Did, disagreeing with you on that but if the benchmark for an emmy is now she was not bad the the benchmark has fallen something's going on that's me going hello no that benchmark no you're absolutely wrong about that luke because this industry has always been a little effed up i mean look i'm just gonna say something here that's gonna be really shocking everybody and their mama lost their minds over the fact that Susan Lucci took 19 times to get an Emmy. It was an outrage. It was a this. When was she going to get her one? Yet Beverly McKenzie left God's earth without one. Don't talk to me about the daytime. I mean, have always been crazy. Okay, so where's the shocking part? I'm still waiting for you to be shocked. Yeah, I'm like, Beverly McKenzie left this earth without a damn daytime Emmy, and she is the best person to ever do it in this game. Ever. Did, they give, did they give her a post to... A post death no. Emmy at all? Because that know. might be the no. thing that they do this year to try and make it interesting. No. One, you know, so I'm like, why are we, you know, that little baby that played uh, one of Bobby Eakes' daughters on uh, All My Children Got One, I Got One. I mean, it's not like this is ever about, you know, Victoria Rao didn't get one. I know a lot of people have a lot to say about her these days, yeah. but there's no denying how much fire she, she was. She was great on one of She don't got one. I mean, so. Yeah, Kelly Sullivan gonna win seven daytime Emmys, and we're gonna. I be told you she's here gonna win. About it every year. Well, I'm I'm really happy uh, for Jess Walton, like it was pointed out. I'm happy for Billy Flynn. Uh, I don't know that he'll win it, but I'm happy that he got the nomination and recognition. Brian Craig, in my opinion, is going to dominate the younger actor category. I don't see how the other people could win, but then the younger actor categories tend to be where the big upsets come. I hope that Lexi Ainsworth finally gets the recognition that she deserves because she's she's been nominated before and hasn't got it when she deserved it. But that's not how it should work. I know it's not how. I know that's not how it. Because she licked a lot of puss instead of actually. (laughs) It's like that's what I love about Days of Our Lives. They actually didn't play that BS game of. Well, I've been on the show the longest, or this one deserved it three years ago, so let's put them up now. 
Billy Flynn is actually the leading man on that show, so they put him up. What a novel concept. You know, uh, John Aniston, who is the veteran statesman of the show, one of the most integral parts of the show, if that was Y&R, it would be John Aniston in lead, and he would be like, I wish somebody would ask me to go and support him. But Days is like, no, let's actually put the people where they belong and not go. Well, Lexi's in the great category based on her age, but she didn't have much of a story other than eating a little kibble and bit. Um, Let's talk about general. Chloe Lanier is going to get that. You know she is. You know she is. She had the media storyline, unless unless that Y&R block. Hunter King. You know, works for Hunter again. But um, she had a media. Her reel is full of big stars. She's, you know. She's she's not one of them. She comes and goes with She's sometimes she gives really good performances, sometimes she doesn't, and all it takes is one good, you know. What is she a mouth bar? Sometimes she feels like a nut, sometimes she don't. No, I mean, it's there's a lot of factors <laughs> to this, and I'll you know, I spoke to this, I've been speaking to this a lot on Twitter because we haven't podcasted in weeks, but I think Chloe Lanier, you know, I, the whole you know, we all thought she was great in the anniversary episode, the black and white. Yes. And she could have been a much better performer if the parameters were what they used to be. And I'm going to say this, I've said it before, and Luke, you'll interrupt me, but I know I'm right, because I watched longer than you. I've watched this genre for 40 years, and I know, I remember how green the ones who are icons are now for much longer than Chloe Lanier. That baby has only been in daytime, what, a year? It took Allison Sweeney a good year and a half before she wasn't terrible on TV. It took my Aunt Hesh, my favorite. It took her a year before she didn't suck. She sucked her first year as Vicky and Marley. I was like, where that other one at? I didn't know she was somewhere preparing to one day, you know, take use Jesus to take over daytime and destroy it. But, you know, <laughs> uh, my Aunt Hesh was, I remember her to this day, her dad on the phone when she called Michael. She was bad. She was not good for a year. It took her a year. Jensen Ackles, who I adore, he's been on Supernatural 75 years. 13 he seasons, and he's so he good on there. He didn't know he was on Earth when they first brought him on because they were going to do that Eric is gay story. And whenever they tried to illustrate the point, he would look off into the camera. I have a secret that I can't tell mom and dad is so, I mean, the younger, this, it was always a training ground. What we don't have anymore are the Larkin Malloys and the Darnell Williams who are acting coaches on the sets anymore that they employ. Now they don't do that. I know of a very front burner actor on General Hospital who was ordered to get an acting coach, and now they make you do it on your own dime. And they're paying you much less. Like, they're trying to pay actors who are veterans you know, just above scale, and it's like, oh, we want you to get acting lessons, but now we want you to pay for it yourself. You know, if you read Anne Hesh's autobiography, she says that Anna Stewart flat out just snatched her by her blonde weave and taught her how to act. It's like, look at her, little girl. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. her." You know, we don't have a lot of that anymore, you know, because these veteran actors are on... They are, they're trying to sell you something on Twitter. They don't have time to teach these babies how to act because they want you to buy a video chat with them. <laughs> or they want you to buy some, some of their butt cream. You rub this on your butt, you're going to have a butt that looks just like your favorite soap star. It's 
made of pomegranate essence and cat piss. Rub it all over your booty, and you're going to have a booty <laughs> just like me. And then I'm going to get you to sell it. We're going to do a pyramid scheme. After you make your booty look just like my booty, then we're going to all get you and get your mama and daddy selling. And then I'm going to get a cut of when you sell, you know, Phasmic Bedazzle Butt Cream Juice, too. That's where we are now. We don't have people on there trying to teach the babies anymore because they're too busy trying to selfie their close-up. It's a whole sea of Norma Desmond's led by executive producers trying to be Norma Desmond. You got the executive producer on. Hey, y'all, y'all want to see what I... I'm going to tweet y'all a surprise in 10 minutes. Bitch, get your ass off of the Twitter and go read some scripts before some of your writers destroy some more soap history. That is where we're living now. That's why these babies are the way they are. They, they can't help but They just try to cash a check. Jillian, I wanted Hello. to segue with a, hey, y'all, what'd you think of General Hospital this last week? But what'd you think oh. of General Hospital this last week, Jillian? Oh, my God. Like, I'm so tired of people think it's funny, but I'm like, I'm so tired of yelling at my screen, you know, this, you know, I guess some people are loving this Valentine and Anna dance thing that they're doing. I just find it just so, he's supposed to be the Cassidon that made Helena say, oh shit, I got to get the hell out of here. How? Where? Where? And then you find out because... You know, some Devane Dussie was thrown at him. He acted all sprung. You broke me. <laughs> I'm like, you are such a bitch. Shut up. Kegels. Like, Kegels. I'm saying that bad. That's some bad bitches, boy. I'm like, get out of here. Ugh. God, he's so ugh. I'm just not really feeling it. And the Jax thing, when Jax came to town and, um, Today, Lady Jane died, and I stole the kidney. It was such a letdown. Like, Carly is, like, supposed to be, you know, spitting and pissing fire and, you know, and vinegar. And she's over now, and she's just like, oh, I know what you just had to do for us, Jax. It's okay. But she mad at Sonny, who was like, look, she took advantage of me while I was drunk. Well, she like, did get mad at Jax, but she didn't have her usual, No. You know, but she got mad at him, and, you know, he was all, I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's yet another character sacrificed at the altar of a history rewrite, and. Yes, and I'm just not, you know, a lot of people are guessing that this whole Diana and Valentine thing, maybe Alexandra, because, you know, Wubbs. Wubbs is just like, look how she's dressed. That is not Anna. That's that's a sister. And I'm like, here yeah, Jean go. Jean's stealing from her own history. History that Guza was like, it didn't happen. It never happened. Guza, I remember distinctly when that was going on on G um on all my children. Guza said it in an interview, and fans were like, whoa. Guza was like, you know, I'm just paying attention to what's happening in Port Charles and in the general hospitals realm. I'm not paying attention to what's happening over there. It was the same way about Port Charles. That's why, yeah. I, you know, I was told had he never left, we never would have seen Lucy and Kevin again because, and, when, and I was like, but he brought Scotty back. But if you notice, when he brought Scotty back, Scotty was not Scotty from Port Charles, basically. He acted like 
Scotty always acted on GH. Um, yeah, he totally ignored. I mean, you know, and Cynthia Sadri did the same thing when she when she got the rights to reboot Dallas. She ignored all what two or three TV movies. She was like, yeah, no, that didn't happen. We're just gonna pick right up from the end of Dallas on CBS. And so some writers do that. You know, I you know to a to an extent Sally did that with Y and R, but so it's you know, even bad soap fans want even bad history acknowledged because like, you know, there were certain things where Sally was like, Yeah, I'm I'm just not gonna touch that. But she has since had to touch it, I guess. But yeah, I mean I'm of the belief like I feel like if it happened you have to address it. Like so because for me, I'm that type of viewer that when Tracy Quartermain was under Guza, you know, shrieking about Sonny and the mob, I'm like, but she married a mobster on the city. And, you know, that didn't really come up when Guza was writing the show. It was like, yeah, I, I didn't write that shit, so I ain't going to worry about that. You know, she's patrician, old money snob Tracy Quartermain on my show. But I'm like, but some of us, I know not many because it wasn't very well watched. Some of us did watch the city and we saw her become a lady boss. So I... I do think that you kind of have to, especially with the kind of money that they're being paid, I do feel you have to do the due diligence. I just find it ironic because, you know, Jean is doing the Alex Anna history, which, you know, she was a writer for All My Children during that time, but then she doesn't, she and Shelly don't pay attention to actual general GH's history, yes. And, you know, I know Jillian has been freaking out. Karen from Whoops has been freaking out. And I get it because that's how I felt I'm when they were freaking at, out. You know, I am pissed. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, you don't, I mean, and this is the thing about, like, you know, soap opera, the whole point of watching is history. I will never, when I grew up with my grandparents, it did not matter how far a character who used to be a tramp came in, you know in terms of character evolution my grandfather would be yelling at the tv shut up rachel i remember when you was trying to take them woman's husband you know i mean you still like, remember it yeah the, that's the reason it was passed down from so when you know a, a fan tweeted her about it and gene was like well, well soaps do this all the time yeah and it it leads to the destruction of soap opera look at game of thrones look oh, at what Jesus. game of thrones has managed to do with their backstory they have so much rich... But now, yes, most definitely, the writers of Game of Thrones do not always honor or pay... You know, they do their best, but there are certain things that they don't honor from the books that does annoy fans, but they use the backstory to such great... I'm going to just... It's just it, it informs the storytelling when you provide really rich storylines that drive the story. They don't even, like, there is no Game of Thrones prequel yet. We've just seen snippets and heard it in the dialogue about what happened with Jon Snow's mother and with the Targaryens, you know, 20 years before the time of the show. But that was the most anticipated climax in the history of that show when we learned who he truly was and how it came to be. And that's why fans lose their minds. That's why fans of Star Wars were so epically torn by the fact that, you know, Han Solo and Leia's son led to such a deadly climax for one of their core characters. 
Because it, they're actually paying attention to history that happened on the show. Right. Not and rewriting this whole, and you know, Anna's backstory is one of General Hospital's most popular stories. Her whole spy days with Faison. And, and you know, as Robert. a kid. Without inserting Valentine into that, it's like, why are you rewriting history to prop a new character when that's beloved, iconic history? That's like saying, um, we're going to say that Nina, um, her mom really was Lila Quartermain or something. Or, yeah. or her mom, you know, once dated Mikos and he owned, she like, he gifted her the Ice Princess Diamond. And don't do that. I mean, especially when you watch that play out on TV. I remember as a child watching that Robert and Anna thing play out on TV. Now I remember that because I remember trying to ask my grandmother when they were in that bed. I'm like, what are they doing? Why is he saying he didn't know? My grandmother was like, uh, uh, ask your mother. Ask your mother. <laughs> she was like, ask your mother. And I was like, ooh. She didn't chase me out the room. Because she knew she'd have to watch me. She was just like, ask your mother. You know, like, you watched Anna and Robert have this bickersome relationship. You watched them go undercover. They were trying to bust some organization at this hotel. They pretended to be newlyweds. They knew that this organization was trying to figure out. The organization was not too sure that they were spies. So they planted a bug in that room and they didn't want to tip them off that they knew because it was just them in that room. And Robert and Anna had to, Anna, I was like, damn, like growing up, I'm like, damn, Ooh, Anna like really. the Americans are, you know, catch. like Anna was really devoted to that job because, huh, Robert did the do before she even knew his Zodiac sign. And like mm-hmm. the next day, Robert was like, I didn't know you were a, like Robert didn't Ooh, know that. Robert, he was Robert knew her. Robert said he could tell. Yeah, so I'm like, so that's another reason why I'm like, Robert needs to come home because he needs to tell Valentine yeah, the he, hell he you say. He definitely can come home because he on hiatus at the other school. Yeah, he should come home and tell Valentine the hell you say. I was the first one to get it. Don't you tell me. When so, history, you have to be able to really pay it off. Like when, you know, yeah. Kendall. That was a rewrite of history on all my children, but they Agnes was involved with Megan McTavish, and they really wrote the hell out of that story. And I remember Mimi Torchin and the soap opera journalist at the time even still kind of balked. Like we have watched this show for X amount of years, and Erica never had a baby. But they, you know, they were like it happened before the time of the show. They really crafted it in exactly. So anything you watched on the show, you have to be really careful about that. And Gene and Shelley are not careful when they do this. Point case, the whole situation that's going on with Nell. I watched all that mess. I was so confused. But what really struck out at me when Jax was trying to explain why he went to Frank Kennedy and was like, or Frank Kennedy, Lord Frank, Frank Kennedy, Kennedy. With the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? And he an old Decatur Raw? What you talking about? <laughs> To Frank Benson, it was, you know, his excuse was, I knew that he'd been asking you for money. And when Jocelyn got sick, I said, give me a kidney, no strings attached, because I was that desperate. Okay, I'm like, first of all, we've we talked about ad nauseum that, you know, they're no kin. They're not blood kin, so why would you go to Carly's adoptive father? But if they're trying to make it like, well, this guy is so sleazy and desperate for money that he'd find you a kidney, number one. So he just cut this girl, he cut his own daughter's kidney out, not knowing it, because she might not have been a match. But 
the the thing that strikes me. Okay, I totally buy Jax being desperate enough to buy a kidney on the black market. But here's the rub. Jax is a billionaire uh, corporate raider. If he wants to buy a kidney on the black market, he doesn't have to call Carly's low-rent freaking adopted Well, that's the thing. There's no logic in what they write. Or, you know, he can go, you know, that would have been, you know, it's like, hello, you hate Sonny, but he is kind of in the mob. The mob kind of does deal in, uh, yeah, they've always made Sonny the most altruistic mobster ever. No, I don't sell drugs. No, I don't sell porn. No, I don't I sell weapons. Sell coffee. You don't, you don't. You know, coffee illegally. But I'm sure Sonny knows how to get place a call for a black market kidney. So why would you call Carly's trailer trash daddy from Florida and ask for, I mean, it's just like Gene and Shelley leave history alone. Just write to the future. If you know, we love history. We've spent years begging people to draw from history, but it's like, be careful what you wish for. Because history and now she's, you know, they've done it back to back on two soaps. They rewrote Nikki and Paul's history to the detriment of that show on the Young and the Restless. And now they're doing the same thing. And I still haven't gotten over them putting a baby in a tree on my another world. Just stop. Just <laughs> Well, let, let's talk a little bit about The Young and the Restless. Um, I'm going to oh. use this as a segue, but I had someone who tweeted me this last week, Sabrina Firminger, who wrote, I'm watching yesterday's Canadian Y&R and finally feeling Gloria. She is far from the one-note mess she was under love, past love, regimes, love. so is there oh. any room on the Gloria bandwagon I want in? Of course, there is always room on the Gloria bandwagon, no, but this no, week she was at Kevin's wedding. No, what did you no, guys no, no. think of Adam's revelation? No. Like, everything about Chloe being revealed. Jillian? I, I would just like to point out that <laughs> I would like to point out that that was more than 140 characters. So I know you added some that's, bullshit in that's there. That's two tweets. She followed it up. It was two tweets. It ain't about the Gloria show. I like how Kevin finds out that Chloe is cuckoo, but it's all about Gloria. Hush. No. I was using but that you, as a segue. No, that is not a segue, Luke, and that's that why we ran out of fucking time. That is <laughs> no, not the least. No, 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 that was you, that. you no. obsessing no. over it is why we <laughs> run out of time. What did you think of what? What did you guys think of Chloe's botched wedding? That's when they bombed Syria. I want to talk about this tweet I got about. Well, if if I was Brian Williams, I'd talk about the beauty of the bombing. Jamie, what do you think of the Chloe wedding and the revelation about Adam? Finally, people in Genoa City finding out. I think that despite all of the wonky stuff that had to get us there, because there were a lot of things, you know, we suspend so much disbelief on soaps. We had to suspend belief that Eileen Davidson had five people who looked just like her in Salem. We had to dis- we had to suspend disbelief that. Vicky Lord went back to the wild, wild west in the 1800s. But never in my years of daytime have I had to suspend so much disbelief in having to commit to Nicholas Newman finally being smart. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can believe Erica Kane could tame a bear. I can believe that a doppelganger in the South Americas looked like Jack Abbott. You can believe in Tabitha and Timmy. Yeah, I can believe 
that that woman on Passions that used to make that tomato cake or whatever that who who wants to eat a tomato cake by the way? But that woman could turn into a wolf and jump up on your head and kill you. I could believe all of that with no problem. But I had to suspend my disbelief that after twenty years, Nicholas Newman finally has a brain and got a brain and was like, I don't even need Paul and Cricket. <laughs> Look, he went to Paul after he had, he Nancy Drew, you know, in the Nancy Drew mysteries, Nancy Drew went to the police after she solved the case. Nicholas Newman is like, I done figured it out, Chelsea. He done killed Adam. She done killed. Shut up, Nicholas! You ain't gonna get no more of my nanny. Chloe is my homegirl. She is the salt to my pepper. Yo, 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 baby, rock. No, don't be talking about Chloe like that. That's my girl. And then she all up in there looking at that ring. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This nigga killed my husband. And I done made her this cute little darling dress to wear in case of the house. Oh, no. And then she can flip. I thought Chelsea was hood. Chloe grew up. You know, Kay paid for Chloe to go to boarding school. So even though her mama was the maid, Chloe kind of grew up a little bougie because, you know, your, your big mama, your big your big god mama sent Chloe you. grew up bad and bougie and beat the shit out of Chelsea <laughs> in that room. She straight up laid Chelsea out. <laughs> Mel, what'd you think of those scenes? Like, damn, yo. <laughs> Mel, what'd you think? I thought it was hysterical because Jamie's portrayal of Chelsea when she found those dreams is spot on. Oh no! Oh my God! These dreams! Oh my God! Like she couldn't believe. I don't get to fuck that beautiful blonde man anymore because of this bitch. That was funny, and the whole exchange those two ladies had after was, "Why do you have his rings, Chelsea? Chloe, why do you have his rings?" It was too much, but just the fact that you don't see them, and then by the time that we get back to them, Chelsea is laid out on the floor, and they don't know what happened, and Chloe did got ghosts. Like Chelsea, that Chloe, was. Great. I love you. Don't you know I love you? I love you. Next day we don't <laughs> upside your head, and Chloe goes <laughs> Chloe got ghosts in a tight fitting wedding dress at that. They were like, where is she? That bitch already across town. Gloria was fabulous. I just don't want to leave the talk about Gloria. Yes, it's not about Gloria. You were just... It was fabulous. I wasn't making it about Gloria. I was using it as a transition to the wedding. No, it about Gloria. You know, Gloria's barbs were hilarious. Sally, Sally gets it. You know, LML thought Gloria is our leading lady. And that's why I hated her. But yeah. Sally gets that she's supposed to be used like Aunt Phoebe on on my children or bearing increments. Yeah. Not in love on another world. She's supposed to be that glamorous old woman who comes in and says bitchy things and makes you laugh, but she shouldn't be on five days a week. You know. But I I, I enjoyed I was going to give Gloria a compliment before this fool made it all about Gloria. What I liked that Gloria did, even though, you know, it, no one would have blamed Gloria for being like, you know, sweetie, I told you so about that bitch. Gloria came to Kevin and was like, listen, sweetie, Chloe's sick. It's not your fault. She is sick. She was sick. a good mama. Yeah, she was a good mom. I thought that was really cool. I thought that I was love cool. that Sharon was the McCall to Nick's Hunter. Sharon is like, I got you, boo! Yes, I got yes, you! Yes, I right? need to trick this bitch, right? This is how we gonna do this. Look, I need to be redeemed anyway, because I'm sorry I told you summer wasn't yours, but you do know you fucked that redhead bitch on me, so forget you! But anyway, <laughs> this is how I'm gonna do this, how I'm gonna make it up to you, boo. Yes, 
yes. Nick yeah. was like, I right, break. And, oh my God. Back the cheers, Sam Malone. And you're going to come back here and then you're going to grill her, okay? You're going to be like, what you doing with this dark gun, Chloe? Where you get this, Chloe? Where you buying this stuff at anyway, Chloe? Where I like their, I like their relationship. Their relationship was tight. Well, Chloe is on eBay going, Anna Devane's old spot. <laughs> I'll do it. For nineteen ninety nine, you get the WSB starter. And Chloe might have actually been living in Pine Valley at that time. Man, I liked I liked Sharon and Nick's relationship when he was like, Look, I I can't tell it to nobody. I gotta I gotta go to you and tell you. And Sharon's like, Look, Nick, we got to play this smart boy. <laughs> I liked it. But Man. I'm sorry. I did have a moment when Chelsea was like, How could you lie to me, Nick? I'm like, Wait a minute, bitch. You lying about a whole child. He lied about getting your drunk ass crazy cuckoo friend drunk to tell her the truth about your baby can daddy. Can we talk you... about journalists? Can, can, I wanted to I wanted to bring I wanted to bring him up because I thought saw you throwing shade at Scott about being as old as Lauren on oh, on Twitter. Listen, Tracy Bregman doesn't look like she's about to collect a pension. That's just cruel. No, sweet boy, you trying to come for somebody. You ain't heard what I said. I said, he looks like he's about to collect a pension. You know, look, I'm going to hold out because I think the actor's a good actor, but I think he's way too old for um, but you know he's a good actor, but they're making him so obnoxious because I've been that obnoxious journalist at a party that is trying to tell somebody how journalism really works, and they roll their eyes at you and walk off and go, "Oh God!" So when he was doing that to um, Cassie and Devon, I wanted her to bring back talk to the hand and just be like, "Bloop, bloop, bloop!" What nobody talking to you, Anderson Cooper? You yes! cover it the way you See? want to, and I cover it the way. I want to on Wayne's World because you know that's what Juicy Fuzzy is. Wayne's World, was, Wayne's World, party time, excellent. If Hillary, if that was Hillary, she'd have been like, "Bitch, ain't nobody talking to you. Take your mop head and get out of my face." He's like, "You need oh. to take a class." And you, I'm like, "Oh my god!" That girl should have been like, "Shut up!" I was married to Ray Weiss. I will not let you talk to me like this after what I've already. I know that's right, but town. I did like when Devon flipped it on him, and Devon was like, "Don't say nothing to him because he probably trying to get the scoop." His damn self. I would have had Billy come home and be like, what are you people all doing in my mama living room? Go home! I did miss miss Jill there. Jill should have been there. Jill should have been there. She should have been there a little bit. You know, Jill would have been the one to say, ooh, my Billy dodged the bullet with that one. You know, Jill would have got that. Poor Esther, their father Ernie from L.A. Law had to come on the stairs and they prayed together. I'm like, girl, you're going to have to give that girl up to Jesus, Esther. It ain't no more. You're just going to have to give Chloe up. Chloe is a hood rat. You're going to have to give her <laughs> yeah. up to Jesus. And stilettos. She, oh, my God. And then, right, you know. and then for Nick to find out that it's Victor, child, spoiler alert, depending on, well, depending on when Luke gets this up, Luke might get this up next week, so who knows, but loved in the previews coming up, Nick finds out, well, Nick found out that it was Victor, Nick confronts Victor, child, I called Jamie screaming, because I was like, oh my god! 
they have Nick drawn off and not slapping, but punching the shit out of Victor. Yes, he did. Well, I look at her. I want to mm. I want mail to weigh in on something because there's a huge debate. And I was talking to one of my insider friends about this. So, you know, the Havan fans are mad as hell that they have busted up Havan and they got, you know, Hillary hunching cutie pie. And then Devon is already going on dates with Cassie. What do you think about it? I mean, that's Cassie shit. What's up, Raven? Mariah. Mariah. Mariah Cassie. What do you Mariah Carey? Mariah Cobatos. No. Um, I like um Hillary hunching, like you call it, cutie pie, because he's beautiful. But uh, Devon and Cassie, ooh, I'm not really feeling that. I'm not. Mm-mm. I don't like they boring. Oh, what's her name? Not Cassie. Mariah Bobette. They boring. They like paint. I, just, I like. I don't like it. And I'm like, why are we here? Why is this on my screen? I should not be here. It, it wasn't not good, as what Tammy would say. It wasn't not good. Well, like Jill, no. Another, so we can hit as many plot points as we can before we move on. I know you, like me, have followed the Victoria Newman is the baddest corporate heir. In, on the planet. Do you think Abby will be a, a, a worthy rival to her? I think Victoria shouldn't under, she shouldn't underestimate that girl because Abby comes from two worlds. She comes from the Abbott world where, you know, the Abbott's try, the only person that tries to play dirty is Jack, but at the same time, you know, she got Ashley as her mama and Ashley will try to go nice, but then when you underestimate Ashley, Ashley comes out of nowhere with the jugular and comes for you like she did with that Jabot takeover that Maria Well, and right. Scott so, Luke, Matthew now I got said, one for right? you. See, this how yeah. you keep it no. moving. Luke, I got one no. for you. So, Don't underestimate her. Luke, I know you love you some Gloria. First of all, uh, I want to know, do you think Gloria and Jack are a viable couple? That's the first of this two-part question. Uh, I... I it it depends on how they play it out. I like the comedy that they have, and I think that it's an age-appropriate relationship. But it really depends on how they develop it, because there's so much that went on when she was his stepmother. They're really going to have to tread a careful line. Okay, so my second part of that question is next week. Jack, hypocrite of the world, who is banging his stepmama assistant is going to tell Ashley she needs to step back from Robbie. Spoiler alert. I guess I should have said it at the beginning, but oh well. I've never been good about that. Luke, what do you think about Jack's hypocrisy, knowing that he now knows why his daddy liked Gloria in the biblical sense? Now she's telling Ashley, you can't have that young Indian buck. Well, let, let's face it. Jack is the biggest hypocrite on the, in Genoa City. He always has been. He always will be. If if Ashley wants a piece of Ravi, I'm fine with it. It will be interesting to see how it plays out. I hope that Billy does call Jack out because I love what we see. We didn't record when Billy and Jack were going head up and Billy was like, and you're banging the bitch that almost brought Jabot to its knees and burnt our knees to a crisp. I like <laughs> I hope they bring that up. But Jillian, there was Jillian. Before we switch, though, let's go around the room because there's been a lot of debate about the overall, you know, on Twitter at least, the the overall takeaway from Sally's first four months back. Luke, what are your think? What are your what's your overall take? 
you know, they're, all the shows are struggling in the ratings. What do you think about YNR right now? What would you improve? And what, you know, just give us a little bit of that. I think I think that the quality of the storyline is better. I think that things are moving a little bit too slowly. I think that there are characters that have seen drastic improvement. But I think that there's a there are like there's a number of prominent characters that are just sort of orbiting aimlessly. I don't like I do not like Mariah, Devon, Hillary, Scott and that stuff. It's just it's pointless. I don't want to see it. I don't care. I think that the Jack and Jabot and Newman stuff, it sometimes it hits, sometimes it misses. And I'm not sure that I believe the whole Ashley and um, Phyllis aspect for Ravi, that, that kind of, that kind of stuff doesn't ring true, but there's lots of areas like the Abbott seem better. The Newman seem better. The, the Fisher Abbott or the Fisher, um, Baldwin clan, those, those, the families are, have been, the, the families, families have, been, have been short up to yes. borrow from a phrase that Carolyn Hinsey always yes, uses. They, the families, so the families have been shorn up, but outside of the, like maybe the A and B storyline, everything else is off they, they they have to tighten up the rest of the show and the production is too slow there i get that ynr is the why was once oh. the fine wine of soaps but they can't be that slow anymore they need to sp- speed up a little okay. bit jillian go i disagree i'm loving ynr i don't mind it being slow because that's what bill bell did he slowly crafted great storytelling i feel as though sally's doing that however I do still, it's like every regime seems to do that. They have characters segregated. I need the characters to mingle, to intermingle more. I need for Devon, you know, they to have some board meeting and like, you know, Victor or something fight, some infighting somewhere. And Devon comes with his billions and boom, snakes a company that Victor was going for. And Victor being like, well, 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 my boy. And for Devon to be like, I'm not a boy, I'm a man. Watch yourself. You know, something like that. It needs to be, they need to mingle more and they need to, you know, tie up some loose ends that are out there like, you know, the whole Colin and Kane, you know, were the ones behind that uh, company debacle with Victor. Like, to in order for some, like, drama to peak up. And you're going to need, like, I like the fact that Jack is winning over, but you're going to need Victor to somehow come in there and just let Jack know, I let you get a couple of good licks off, but Big Daddy's home or something like that. You know what I mean? They just okay, need to mingle more. Okay, Mel, what are your thoughts on the show during Sally's first four months back? I like YNR more than I have liked it in a couple of years, just because it it's starting to get that nostalgia feeling that it this feels like YNR again, especially with like you were talking about the families being shored up again. And the I feel like the focus of the main stories is there, but it's the young adult story and the B stories that just really oh. need help on that show. It's just like yeah. they're lagging along and YNR had a really great run in the nineties with their young adult stories. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. why there were they were so big and for them to be just not just not great at the moment it, it kinda it hurts the balance of the show, I think. Okay. Well now my turn and then Luke you can segue to bold. So for me, like Mel and Jillian have spoken and even Luke I am so happy to be able to tune in and see the characters behaving the way that I know and love them to behave. Even characters that I don't like feel right 
like Gloria, you know, which I am, I'm starting to, what is it? I've gone from hating Gloria to loving the hate. Um, you know, Sharon her. is sane and seemly again. She's not, you know, pushing people into volcanoes. Uh, there's no, I don't feel that the writer's room is going, what can we have Sharon do next? We're going to have her, you know, have Kevin dress up like a chipmunk again, and she's going to ride him into the town square with a whip. You know, there doesn't seem to be that sort of, you know, what can we do to Sharon next thing going? I like that Nick is finally smart and taking some initiative because I, yeah. even back in the Bill Bell days, I rolled my eyes that Victor had to save the day for Sharon so much. I'm like, that's why she ended up giving him some dust because it's like her <laughs> husband never rescued her. It was always her father-in-law. Um, so I feel like we are seeing the families definitely cemented again. And yeah, I do miss the Jabot Newman rivalry. I would pick that up with Abby versus yes, with yeah, you know. And but like everyone, I feel the young adult stories have to get stronger. We have to. They've like, got to get rid of Genoa City Buzz. They just have to. It's just oh, child, painful. yes. It is, I, yeah, I feel like watching, it watching, right. it, watching that, uh, this is going to maybe sound ageist, and I apologize in advance, but watching that, uh, the execution of the Genoa City buzz storylines feels to me like someone who is desperately trying to write a relevant storyline about modern publishing and media and social media and not having a clue about yeah, what they're and it, writing. And it, that's exactly what it was when Chuck started it, and mm -hmm. it does still feel that way. Yeah. Here's what they definitely need to do. And Bill Bell was a master of this. And I know that Sally and Kay are from that era. The stakes have to go higher with everything. Now, as I say this, I am not saying everyone in Genoa City needs to be wealthy and glamorous because that was never the way. You always had the haves and the have-nots. And I actually think that you they do need to like strengthen also their working class side so that we have people that remind us of the Fosters and the Williams. But there that needs, being there said, needs to be a new Sharon, a new Brittany Hodge, a girl on or like a girl on the come up or a rich girl who falls and then is coming back. Someone right. that's I gonna put Mariah. the Nikki put someone that's gonna put the Nikki Newman type characters on edge because they don't want them. I don't see any Teresa Fitzgerald is, type character on this well, show. We don't need in the Teresa young in the young adult. Hillary well that's the thing. Hillary is that well I guess Mariah I'm I'm talking about yeah. like I'm talking about well, like the no. teen, like the glow by Jabot kid age. The that whole group needs some; those character types well, need to be established. Well, yeah, and that's what I was about to speak to because if you go back in any era of Bill Bell's YNR, when it began, you know the Brooks sisters were these four sisters from a wealthy family. One of them was a classically trained pianist which made her sister, you know, vengeful and jealous of her. And that's what fueled her to become a successful novelist. And her first big, you know, writing success was a novel, a thinly veiled account of growing up in her sister's shadow, which sent her sister over the edge and made her go crazy. And then they fought over these men. And that, if you look at the history of the show, that feud between Lori Brooks and... The other Brooke sister, I can't remember her name right now. It drove the story for so... Leslie, it drove the story for so many years. And they, that could be Victoria and Abby. Sisters don't have to behave like sisters. The best soap storylines have sisters as rivals. Carrie and Sammy. Jane Mancini and Sidney Andrews on Melrose Place. I don't want it to go that crazy. But if we really... Dry, you know, If they really tap into... 
Abby's resentment at how she came into the world and how she feels illegitimate in more ways than a normally legitimate uh, daughter would because her mother stole her father's sperm. And that drives her to start really doing, I'm talking about, forget about Abby wants to do a tech startup and Victoria boo-poos it. I'm talking, you know, Abby makes decided moves. Like she finds out that Victoria is about to acquire some, you know, pheromone lab to launch a, you know, a com- you know, some, and then Vic- and then Abby buys that out from under her or starts snaking her deals. And we really ramp up. You can't, they can't battle over a man right now because the only man in Victoria's orbit is Billy, who's related to Abby. But, you know, just find, even, you know, bring on a new, but yeah, still, that, that would be gross. She, she believes, yeah. you know, but, you know, they need a man between them. And Hillary needs to be Erica Black Kane. If we're going to do GC Buzz, which I like the rest of you, I'm not a fan of GC Buzz as it is now. But what should happen, GC Buzz should give way to the Hillary Curtis show the same way that AM Chicago gave way to Oprah. They need to have someone come to town, a national syndicator who says, I want to take the Hillary Curtis show nat- national. We want to ditch this Mariah girl, which will ramp up that feud. And then you do the Oprah story with Hillary where flashing lights and cameras are all around her. And I don't just mean, you know, recurring cutie pie taking pictures of everybody in town. I mean, you really play up that old school YNR glamour, which is going to take more money in the budget. Steve can't get up off that purse, you know, but if you think back to when Jill was launching the men's line, Brenda Dixon, Jill, you know, it was so, campy and over the top and see you know I all guess... these people buzzing around and you know photo shoots and you know it there need there needs to be this she needs if she's gonna be a journalist she needs to be an oprah level journalist she needs to be so ambitious she needs to be jilly speaks from god in light she needs to be going around you know trying to get national stories not just to get julie chin on there because that's great but i'm talking she needs to be they need to be looking at the real headlines and having hillary investigating meth in wisconsin and all of these things that are happening and you know and getting in danger like maybe she's on location and she's covering some kind of rally or a protest rally and you know she gets hit by a brick or and then, then there's a medical they need they just need to raise the stakes for every character yeah. and i don't know? i don't disagree with like your suggestion for making G, G, uh, genoa city buzz better is fantastic for me though if i was looking at the the hillary character and i was thinking to myself how am i going to raise the stakes for her and then give me that underdog that has nikki and jill both on edge considering jill's history with hillary already i think it would be fantastic if hillary was somehow caught up between billy and nick and then you have chelsea i mean then you have then you have both jill and nikki being pissed and jill and nikki have never got along but they might come together over the fact that hillary is two-timing their sons you have chelsea you have you have you have chelsea You have Chelsea and the fact that she herself can go to the dark side. We know that. So why couldn't Chelsea explore a little bit more of her dark side in trying to deal with Hillary? You then have Sharon, who, like, if if Sharon sees Hillary getting anywhere close to Nick, Sharon is going to go ballistic. And all of a sudden, 
raising the stakes with you're Hillary saying, and then and then with the A team is what you're saying. Put Hillary with yeah. the A team and then you have the opportunity for Devon. Now how does that how well, do you do with the Devon? That's what but I'm here's, say, here's they have where here's base, so here's where here's where you go with Devon. This is how you incorporate him being the corporate raider that Jillian wants. When he starts seeing that Hillary is they talk confidential fixes or so. Go ahead. When you see that Hillary is getting her claws into both Newman and Jabot through Billy and Nick, and you establish that triangle, all of a sudden Devon is getting jealous and he's like, "No, I'm going to get." Can you imagine that? Uh, But 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 think about but think about the think of the soap opera digest cover and remember remember back to bring it back. To when another world had the picture and all those women drink a game, drink a game. were around, <laughs> like were on that screen or on that cover, and all those women were around the one guy, and I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but I remember that. There honey. you go. When you had all the women around Jake McKinnon, if you were to have that same cover with Hillary all in the, the middle, and you Hillary? have Billy and Nick and Nick. Devon, that is a money sell. Bring it on, Big Daddy. All right. Get now. it, Luke. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. We want, you know, we are enjoying the show. We think it is vastly improved. Yes. It's only been four months, so give, you know. Yeah, but I, but to I, me, to me, if you did that with Hillary, you would totally raise the stakes on across the board. Before I rule transitions for Luke, you have a great storyline, and we don't have to worry if Michelle Morgan is up for the challenge That's because. Good. Homie can do the work. Can you imagine? I'm just like it. Like this is like my epitome. But can you imagine a scene where you had a slap off where Hillary slips Nikki or slaps Nikki, Nikki slaps Hillary, and then Hillary slaps and then Jill slaps Hillary, and then it's like a three way set up because 50 percent of the daytime viewing audience are black females. Hillary, no. you're right. You know, Listen, Hillary, Hillary versus Jill and Nikki oh, because of their sons, and, and then Nikki you throw in Sharon and Chelsea, it the would be... that Jillian wants, would Devon actually becoming a player? Yes, this? it would be blockbuster. Uh, and I and you you would know, need... But make her still have an ambition of her own, whether it's a, being a talk show host or yeah. what. And still I think needs Hillary... Well, and you, if you wanted to, if you want to incorporate it into the GL buzz, or guiding light buzz, that's not it, uh, Genoa City buzz, <laughs> Um, you basically have her decide that she's going to quit that to go undercover to investigate you, at something at the two companies, and that's how she worms her way in because she's doing it undercover. Yes. Yeah. Go okay, ahead, Big let, Daddy. And see, you would need, and Hillary would need like somebody like, you know how. Nikki well, and then you look at Ashley. Ashley is not going to be there for Hillary. Either. You know how Nikki. You know how Nikki had like a old. You know how Nikki had Catherine. Like as a, you know, a go-to, like as a, not a consigliere, but you know what I mean? You need, Hillary needs someone like that. And I could see your girl Gloria being one of those because she knows how Jill goes and them Abbots, And she's always tried to be a hanger on with Nikki for Jill, Gloria to be like, look up. And what if, if you Robbie can- is lying about his like hardworking, you know, earnest parents. What if he, his dad is like really... What if he's really, what if he's really the son of one of those Indian dynasties? And, yeah. And, and, and he's, and he's there because that his dad wants to seize control of Jabot and he's Ooh. been infiltrating Jabot all of this time all right, because... Yeah. Come on now, because Dina Mergeron broke his daddy's heart 50 years ago. Or, or may, and, maybe, and maybe that's maybe that's the thing that Hillary is starting uh, to investigate because she's wanting that, to expose yeah, him for who he is. Up the stakes. 
ramp up. Damn, do we have to so, do everything? Listen, yeah. listen. <laughs> I would not. You can they take this story. You can take this storyline, and I will never claim credit. Okay. It has to be. It has to be. You know. Respect has to be paid to the fact that not only with Pratt and Jill Farron Phelps, but in the last decade since we've been doing this, so many regimes have chipped away at the integrity and the storytelling that was The Young and the Restless, that I am perfectly okay with them taking four months to spend getting the Newmans, the Abbots, yeah, the Fisher Baldwins, everybody back were- on track. They were dismantled. It's time to ramp up the stakes, ramp up the storytelling, ramp up the glamour, ramp up the class, um, the class warfare, and and just really tell, you know, and And look right. It can't be Bill Bell's old pace. It can't. No, they have to speed it up. But next week they're going to convince reasons why and. You know, while you sit on your phone in the bathroom world now, thanks to Netflix. So the, it has to be at a faster pace. But next week they're doing it. The next week they're doing it because I told you. Young because that, those scenes at, the, at that airstrip. Oh, was that was fly, wasn't it? Sick. I'm like, oh, my God. See, told you, told you. Park, it's not in Kate Chancellor Park. No, Mel Young got the <laughs> Mel Young got information and was we'll, Chuck would have had like okay. I, I'm so ashamed of Jill because you know Jill used to be like, oh y'all want an outdoor scene? Look, if you buck, I'm gonna put some CGI on it. Hot sauce. I guess she just got like, oh Chuck, do my budget. I can't do nothing because if they were still that, all that mess would have been in Chancellor Park. She would have been like sock puppets. Sock puppets. Gotta get me out of here. Nick would have been hiding behind a bush. <laughs> Nick would have been well, don't you, don't you do it. <laughs> the the foresters are back from Australia. Brooke and Ridge didn't get married. Hi they. Jillian. Hi they. Let me tell you something. I'm sorry. Look, you know Jamie likes to joke about Katie and I like Katie. I love Katie, but you know Brooke Logan's always been my bitch. But for Brooke to fix her face and toss that flaxen hair and to say, it's just disgusting that Ridge is going after his father's wife. I'm like, let's pull this bus over, bitch. You done nailed every man in that family. You have no lessons to teach, ma'am. You can't play dominoes. You need to draw nothing but 12s, not 4s. You need to draw a 12 saying that. You stole your daughter's husband. You stole your sister's man twice. Quinn you can't going steal after... the will and you can't No, no, no. No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's be real now. Let's be real. Brooke cannot teach this lesson. If Brooke, if they played it, if they were playing it this way, that deep down Brooke is like, I can't believe Ridge is stepping out on me. That would be cool. But her being sanctimonious about Ridge cheating with his father's yeah. wife, I'm I'm like, and you Brad does that on. stuff all the time. It's like, how well, do you put these lines? Brooke should have the, the dialogue should have been something to the effect of, I guess I had this coming, right? That's yes. what your mother. That's what your mother would say if she was still here. This is my karmic payback, right, Ridge? This is it for all the times that I slept with your father and your brothers. Now you're screwing your dad's wife. I'm not sleeping with her. I'm I'm a poet. I'm a poet. Leave me alone. You did. This is my payback, right, Ridge? But all of that, 
I can't believe this is an impression. It's like, yeah, it's like, come on, Brad. You know Brooke wouldn't lecture someone about impropriety. You know, Stephanie said, what do you think your children feel about the mother falling out of elevators in her panties? You know, I would have liked now that I would have liked for at least Katie or at least Quinn. Quinn is so shook, but for Quinn, we know Quinn is a scrapper. For Quinn to flip around and be like, I know you're not talking about it being illicit when you nailed all three of his family members. So don't do it. Even if she threw that up, like trying to like get Brooke to see her point of view, and then Brooke blasted into her like she could have been like look Brooke you understand how this is I mean didn't you sleep and then Brooke be like how dare you after I you know but no it's just Brooke being totally hypocritical and Katie Katie being so gleeful about having you know Quinn right where she wants her it makes no sense because you're all how dare you do this to Eric and you're gonna do exactly what I want you have no life this woman, Quinn only ordered you out of her house because you were being nosy and you were snaking around her husband. Her kissing Ridge has nothing to do with Katie. Heather Tom is a brilliant self-actress, so she can bring outrage to any scene. She's that girl who can read the script and go, okay, Katie's supposed to be outraged by this. I don't really get why, but action. How dare you, Quinn? How dare you? But, yep. you know, that's just because she has that skill set. But the motivation is not there. The motivation is not there. Why is she I... on Brooke's side in anything? And, you know, Brooke is my favorite character on the show. But why is Katie cutting for Brooke and caring about Ridge hurting Brooke when she, as Jillian mentioned, has dismantled that woman's marriage? Why should she not be saying, I mean, nothing, Brad is writing, if any other writer in daytime wrote to plot as much as Brad Bell did, the soap press would lose their Oh, yeah, man. Because he's Brad Bell, he gets a break. He is writing strictly plot-driven storytelling right now. I mean, okay, I know Katie being so outraged is only a plot to service this plot. Because in character, Katie would be saying, Katie, even though she and Brooke have made up, Katie would be somewhere sipping a drink saying, well, you know, I'm sorry that another one of my sister's marriages didn't happen, but you know, considering that I'm divorced because of her and her destiny. See, this is my and, thing. You know, this, I'm this, just gonna sit here and sip some tea. Why is this, she all outraged on Brooke's behalf? She, it makes no sense for what we watched just a few months ago. This would have made sense. Now, okay, now I was trying to say, I ain't gonna lie, like, Katie being gleeful, I'm like, look, Katie is me, that's the petty Betty in me, because I'd have been there like, Bitch, run me some scones now on your hands and knees or something. I don't see. In wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, that's just no. That's just the pet. I said that's just me. I'm not going to with somebody who I know will throw somebody off a cliff because my fear would be Quinn <laughs> is going to remember who she is in a minute and say, "Look, I hear a heart attack. Keep on coming <laughs> over here, and I got a sword waiting for that ass. Come over here again. You better ask Liam about me because I will stick you in that that borrowed heart you got yeah, from the That was me. Yeah, that was know. me. I ain't got no bum heart. Quinn is like, I'm not going to argue with you white girls from the valley too much longer. <laughs> No, no, I hey, can't. somebody who will stick a grown man with a sword. That's no, that's just petty of me. No, that's you just stick it sharp about if you can backpedal because no. I will push your ass into the Pacific Ocean. Oh I'm no, that's just me being petty. But if <laughs> no. I, if if Katie was this outraged, I would have liked to have seen a to have a scene play out that you know the reason why she is pushing for Ridge to stop his shit. 
It's not because she has a crush on Eric that came out of nowhere. It's because deep They're down, she knows for so long. No, no, because for deep down, you know, she and Bill have been getting along, co-parenting, and deep down, she still can't shake him. That she still wants to be with him, and she's thinking you're right, herself. You're, 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 you're wishful storytelling from character. Brad is not doing that. Brad treats these characters that would have been like, perfect. Like if it was, chess you know, pieces. Whenever he needs a plot to satisfy something, you know, that, like right now, you remember when this Ron isn't did even that chess. Movie? This is checkers at best. You know, remember yeah, when Ron did? You know, remember when Ron did the whole? Look, y'all know I love Ron writing most of the time, but remember when Ron did that ridiculous ass Franco gives uh, Carly that big necklace, and that's how he's going to see that she hunching around on him. You know, people were panning that story left and right, but in 2017 on a daytime It's happening at Spectra. They have those women putting a big old tacky necklace on that little girl's neck, and when she gets over there, we're going to... That is the Dumbest shit <laughs> since the last dumbest shit. I mean, we're since in the which era was just of last week. But like, we're in the era you... of we're in the era of smartphones. You don't need no damn brooch. Like, you know, of course that you know the girl, the little girl doesn't know that she's so, which means she's the slowest turtle in the damn pit. <laughs> Has anybody ever been know. smart at Forrester? You know, Maya. Maya. You know, that's the thing. You know, I was talking to, you know, some writer friends and, you know, more than one writer friend brought this up to me because, you know, a lot of people love this genre and watch these shows that, you know, you're like, what? But apparently there, and I did not know this and I try to keep up with everything going on. Apparently, because of the fact that um, designers are so tired of being ripped off in real life, they're doing what's called pop-up, uh, pop-up. After they do a fashion show, they're doing like pop-up, pop-up. Yeah, well, no, they're doing like sales right after. Yeah, right after the fashion show, they're like, you can get these um, right now at this little pop up shop. Yeah, shop. Because, you know, apparently it's become a huge thing that like, you know, you'll do something, you know, these designers will do something and they'll see it in one of the chain department stores. Like what happens with the Spectras. So why aren't the Foresters doing that? You know, also, I mean. Okay, when they first announced that they were bringing back the Spectres, I thought it was cute. I still yeah. think that Sally is cute. I like Shirley, the grandma. They could ditch the rest of them. Patrika totally, is just wonderful. They could totally ditch, you know, that little bland girl they have with Michael J. Fox's, um, the person who will play Michael J. Fox if they ever do a Family Ties uh, reboot. That little, that little boring, boring RJ. It's like, what? No way did my Brooke Logan birth that boy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they are the most unsexy teen. Like, that's your karma. That's your girl karma. She get that boring boy. Would you, would you hire these people for a Look at them. Don't nobody want to see. Jamie is speechless at the bold and the beautiful. Screech dating Anne of Green fucking Gables. No one wants to see Now, these. come on. Don't come for Anna Green Gables. You have to draw no. the line somewhere. 
Anne of Green Gables needs to go. And why is all of their names Spectra? Wasn't Spectra Sally's nom de plume? Why is her sister's last name Spectra? Why is her grandchildren's, you know, they've talked about having a mama and a daddy. Why are they all named Spectra? Macy's last name was Alexander. This is just dumb. Brad is like, <laughs> I'm going to redo Spectra, and there's going to be a new Sal, and I'm going to have a Darlita. <laughs> this is going to be so funny. It's not. It's stupid. It's really, really stupid. And that, that big amulet, you know, tape and fashion designs is <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. Brad, I know Colleen subscribes to Vogue. Fucking read some news stories. Read Women's Wear Daily. This stuff is stupid. It's stupid. Right now, there are headlines all over the internet about trans. Was her mo- Spectra wasn't her real last name. Must have forgotten that. I the plume. She married Mr. Alexander, whoever that, you know, Macy's that daddy. Was daddy yeah. I thought, I don't know. I thought it was a nom de plume. I didn't know her name. Oh, was no. Her Why is her sister's name? Her sister is her sister. You know, so she got a husband. Why everybody named Spectra? You know, everybody's a Canada. I'm the Spectra. I'm the Canada. That's just silly. <laughs> It's like, and then you're, you know, you have all the black characters being the damn Greek chorus now, and you know, you're putting these lines in their mouth that don't make any sense. Like little, whole little rain Edwards. I love me some. I love my little um, my little Avon. But why they got her in that? Don't nobody know how to buy her a lace front wig. They got her with this Ariel from the Little Mermaid wig sitting at that conference table. We have to watch the Spectres because they are bad for us. You dress, you got your wig on like you want to be a Spectre with that red Ariel from Little Mermaid wig. Get that wig off that young pretty girl and get her a lace front wig. What is the matter? Stop, stop, stop. I mean, enough for nothing. This is the same show that has Steffi dressing like an overage major XO. I need the costumers and the hair people on this show and the writer to really start reading fashion blogs and fashion magazines and beauty blogs to find out what is really going on. I love that they brought back the old school glamorous credits, but anyone who watched this show and so many of the clips are still on YouTube, they really used to speak to what was going on in the fashion world. Remember when Stephanie took back control of Forrester with the Douglas Trust and mm-hmm. she talked about replacing Brooke as the you know the brand ambassador with Taylor because she wanted smart sexy women to know that they didn't have to take their clothes off and you know Brooke is all outraged and Taylor's like all we're selling here are is anorexia and body images i mean body issues to young women those are things that are still relevant and still smart and not just having that girl say bucko so that we can go, oh, look, she's like Darlene Conley. It's dumb. It's Brad has to just throw all of this shit out. There are so many stories right now about transgender models and, you know, does that affect sales? There could be, I mean, I'm not saying do a PSA for Glad. I'm saying do a story where Forrester's sales start to take a dip in conservative markets because people are boycotting Maya's uh, 
fashion line. And then that being a fight within the family where Rick is like, I support my wife. And then Maya's doing a lot of, you know, advocacy and things like that. And then it does start to get to Rick. Like, look, Instead I of- accept that you're transgender, but I don't want this to just be... And then she's like, what do you mean? You want me to just be quiet about it? I mean, there's so many other issues, and, and not just yeah. with that. Brooke Logan should not be, after having run that company, after developing the belief, so many of her scenes, just like I always joke about Nikki showing up to confront Ashley on um, Y&R in that lab, how many times did Stephanie show up while Brooke was down there working? What are you working on, Brooke? Why are you here, Stephanie? I want to see if we're getting our money's worth out of you. All you do is come up here and lay on your back for my husband and sons to paw you. Get out of here, Stephanie! You know, they mixed in the work with the drama. Now it's just shallow-based. And, you know, they say it's supposed to be escapism. Escapism does not have to mean stupid, shallow, and, and, you know, stuff. Because uh, enough for nothing, because, it, you know, they have Brooke being outraged. And then they have Sally and Shirley talking about Thomas. He's lied to you. What did he lie to me about Grams? He has a child. And she, no, he would have told me. I'm like, wait a minute. So what if he has a child? Y'all are doing corporate espionage, but him having a child is a game changer for y'all. And Get who would set here. up their granddaughter to be sent to prison like Martha Stewart. <laughs> I mean, because that's what's going to happen to that little That's where they Lucius really need Lyon. to just, That just needs to be, well, yeah, but they're not playing Shirley Spectra like Lucius. She's not being she's not being played as, as ruthless. She's being played as silly. So that's where there really would be some great stakes if after this all comes out, Carter six the police on you know once they find the amulet recording device the kaleidoscope <laughs> necklace you know that carter calls the popo them two black the two black popo that are always assigned to the foresters and they come pick that little girl up and say that she's about to be prosecuted for corporate espionage and then you have the specters go oh shit oh shit oh shit what are we gonna do you know and then she has to go to thomas and be like look i know i'm sorry i stole from y'all but please help my sister and then steffi is like oh hell no she going to the pen she going to the penitentiary she's gonna be somebody's girlfriend she and going that to the up that family and that bust up the force tell us the story don't just tell silly vignettes so that you can put Heather Tom in a scene yelling at Rena Sofer with no real motivation. Why is Katie motivated by this? If I just got $50 million in a divorce settlement and a fat new house, and I'm the girl from the Valley who was the tomboy, I'm trying to figure out how I can lost. I'm trying to send that little boy over to his daddy's for the weekend so I can have a bachelor party. Remember when Chris Yeah, a bachelor. Remember when Kristen Forrester, when Stephanie and Eric, um, had all the eligible men in um, um, Los Angeles come over there and try to get on Kristen because they thought she was sexually frigid. Remember how Bill Bell used to write that into the dialogue and be like, I believe Kristen is sexually frigid. Your mom and dad is worried about Yeah, that was crazy. That was so creepy. And and they always were. They were. They were worried that Kristen would never know the love of a man. They would say that kind of quaint dialogue like... That was creepy. Well, you know, that was a speaking of, of sexual, 
no, that was a hallmark of Bill Bell because even on Young and the Restless, they did that with Snapper and Chris. You know, my Snapper grandmother always said that was creepy. Why Eric worry about his daughter getting Snapper sex? Snapper was like, Chris, I want to make love to you. I want to be. With, I want to know you like a man knows. I can't do that, Snapper. Snapper got blue balls because Chris was like, No, don't touch my cookie. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Bill Bell was a the sexual virginity. He wrote that into every show. Uh, so <laughs> those are the things, those those psychosexual underpinnings are the reasons that we watch drama. It's Oedipus. It's Electra. It's all of the, Look at Sons of Anarchy. Someone was just explaining that to me. I've never watched that show, but apparently it was full of psychosexual underpinnings. I didn't know that Katie Seagal basically wanted to hunt her son, just like Stephanie wanted to hunt. I wouldn't say so, that. So my question for you, JB, is do you see... Psychosexual underpinnings on this show. It's just... Saved by the bell. It's saved by the bell. Do you see anything psychosexual with the D- Days of Our Lives storyline about M- uh, Misty Circle? Who is Miss? Oh, oh, that's Nicole. Nicole's porn name. You know, whatever that's. I was look. My grandmother should have known something was different about when they first did that. I was like, ooh, I bet being a porn star was <laughs> when I was a kid when they did that. Misty, but no. Um, I think it's a, you know, cool look. I'm giving a little bitty clap. I'm doing that front row of the fashion show clap for Dina. I'm like, good on you, Dina, for bringing up Nicole's porn star history to, you know, inform story. I'm like, good on you. Or Ryan, if it was Ryan who did that. It's Ryan. Stop playing. They've tried with a lot of stuff. Characters on the run are a soap staple. You know, Luke and Laura, uh, the Beecher's Corners, David and Cat on God and Light on the run after that white supremacist guy died. Uh, Jesse going off to New York with um, Tadzel, Jenny, 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 yeah. I don't him and say he tried to rape her. You know, that. so yeah. I love, yeah, you know, stank ho. But uh, <laughs> I love characters on the run stories. But, oh, you need to have a budget to do on the run. Days don't <laughs> Remember the last time General Hospital sent people to Canada? Mm-mm. I sure don't. I remember yeah. when they, I remember when they started going outside on the, you know, they, for a while they were going out, had Sam and them outside on the park bench in New, you know, supposed to be in New York in the winter, and they stopped because I guess fans was like, why is it palm trees? <laughs> I'm thinking of when Dante and Lulu and Luke were all up there, and he was being held captive or. Oh, Clark or Creighton Clark or Lockhart Gardner, whatever that middle hospital ride you say. Yeah, that Shut was a good one. Crichton Clark, you You know, as much as Frank has gotten on my nerves this last year or so, there are some big things that he must always be praised for. Frank Valentini, his, you know, GH's budget is not much different than these other shows. His budget, you know, is not much bigger than, in fact, it's lower than the CBS shows, definitely. I'm sure it's better than Dave's, but Frank, on a very low budget. Our budget is better than Dave's, what the hell he's talking about. His show look good. He makes, you know, and sometimes fans who just watch GH or tweet me talking noise when I say that, I'm like, baby, do you watch Dave's? No, that's why you run in your mouth, because Elizabeth. <laughs> Weber, who is a nurse, 
lives in a better home than Dr. Marlena Evans, who's been stricking folks' head ever since before we were born. And, and she married he- and she, she married to a millionaire, but she living in La Quinta. So she's and she's missing John. <laughs> when are when are you gonna get him back so she can do some mewing, Jamie? Black is an international man of mystery, and they live in a you know in the cheapest room at the La Quinta Inn. But now Liz Weber got this big nice house and stuff. I'm like Liz, you a nurse? I didn't know. Lucky knew that. Lucky knew how to put her up in style. <laughs> look at a worse dead. That was not. Lucky. I'm that joking. Was the ball again. But you know, it's it's like. Those the sets matter, and with days with these, just don't go nowhere else until y'all can. And this is the thing, because you know I, I'm <laughs> a parallel here. The the Sony soaps. Look, Steve Kent, Steve Kent, get up off of them cushions. Look, take a trip over there to Japan and get up under the cushions and get as much. Get you a Crown Royal bag and get up under there. You can to make the sets on Y&R and Days look better. Because the two Sony soaps are the ones struggling with the set. I want to know what the problem is. Jillian, Kate has been up in everybody's business this last week. She was nosing around Sonny and Paul. She's dealing with Chad and Abby. What are you thinking of those storylines? They got Kate like Miss Bonita, too. I'm like, <laughs> She just nosy as hell. What's with the women named Katie nosy as hell? Oh my god! Like, I don't. Don't they have anything to do for Laura Coslow? Like, I don't get it. Well, she does get to hunch every new bad guy that comes to town, and I think that considering Kate is a veteran and a, a great grandmother of the show. I'm high-fiving her because if you notice, Kate gets to all of them when they get to town. She gets to try them out first. She's like, "Mm, hated it. You can have it, Chloe and Nicole. She gets them first. She She said, Eden Cruz ain't thinking about you no more because I got him, girl. I got him. She liked us some race. She did like us some race. He's gone, though. They got rid of Amart. He left. I don't know what it is. She said Rafe. Not Rafe, Eduardo. Eduardo. No, I said no. I said he liked. She liked Rafe, and then she got Rafe and Eduardo. But you know, Sammy got got Rafe first, I believe. Wasn't Sammy the first to tap? Yeah, she was the first one to tag it. But you know, Sammy was like, "I like that British pound cake instead of." Ah! (laughs) Jamie, I've got a question. Uh That pound cake, that was tea and crumpets. Don't they eat tea and crumpets over there? Uh, Jamie, I have a question for you because there's been a lot of complaints on General Hospital about how Anna is being written under jelly as the super spy but what do you, no, like that okay, what what are you thinking of how hope is being written in as she and rafe investigate demos well, ron bust that up bust it up ron bust that wide open here's my issue with that i you know hope in investigation mode makes a lot of sense for me but i think hope should be a pi with patch at this point because how has Hope been sent to prison twice, yet she still gets to be a cop? Because like, she was wrongfully convicted. Well, well, I she know, did, she did yeah. still shoot, you know, she was wrongfully convicted of murdering Stefano, but she did still shoot him in cold blood. So Yeah, she should be thrown oh, off. Oh, you know. And then before, you know, she most assuredly was going around knocking men the F out and mugging them. <laughs> <laughs> 
fix was I took some sleeping pills. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was no, nighttime. No, no, hope. no, 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 no. Nighttime hope was in the same body as daytime hope. So both of y'all going to the penitentiary. So I was hoping that when Hope got out, she would like get her PI's license and go to work with Patch. Because I don't like John and his son working with Patch because for me. After they did the John is not Roman, making him Forrest Alamein and giving him a fortune was so awesome. I loved him being the wealthy man in town who also still helped with the ISA investigations. He was like James Bond, you know? He was glamorous and Marlena was glamorous and had her pink penthouse. So why would you, if you have millions of dollars and own a fashion company, Basic Black should have been a front for John to continue his ISA games. You know, he has Bell and Brady and um, Paul running Basic Black, but he's still an international man of mystery. Why would he want to be some low-rent private dick in Salem when he has some dollars? Hope being a private investigator makes sense, and so does Patch, because Kayla has basically been like, I ain't for this ISA stuff no more. I ain't gonna be sitting around here raising these slow children while you roaming the earth and stuff, trying to prevent Donald Trump from getting his foothold in any further. Patch, you gonna stay your one eye behind here and be my husband. So that makes sense for Patch, and plus it would lead into Patch and Hope's history if they start the, you know, the iPod, you know, the, the patch and fancy face detective agency and let John go back to being John Black, international man of mystery. And, you know, but hope being a cop again, I'm like, really? That is absurd. How many times can one cop go to jail and, and get her job back? Although, as I say that, I'm like, I do watch the national news and cops don't pay for their crimes very much. So oh. maybe it's in line oh. with reality. Mel, oh. I have a question for you. Since you haven't been on the podcast for a while, we've discussed it, but other, a lot of fans see, say that they're like in hold mode. Some people say on Twitter that, and social media that they're just not watching until Ron's work um, starts. And I know that you're not the biggest Days of Our Lives fan, but do, do you intend on checking out Ron's stories when he, uh, when his work finally premieres? I mean, it depends. I think I'm just going to wait it out. I'm just going to wait and see like what the reaction is and if I need to jump in there or not. Because you know me. I'll watch Days for six months and I'll quit. I'll watch the three months and then I'll quit. I can't ever quite get into it. Maybe if the stories are right, maybe I can get into it. I'm not ruling it out completely. I'm so you're not so at the, so you're not even going to like try like the first week. You're gonna wait until you no. find out. So you're are you gonna DVR it and then watch it, or are you gonna just dump in when you hear things are good? Uh, I'll probably DVR it. Okay. Uh-uh. See, she doing a disservice because we know how Ron Calavati is. Ron gets some sugar. He gonna be all. <laughs> Fire. He gonna be like a crackhead doing some shit, boy. That is, I'm telling you right there, James E. Riley is sitting somewhere and he's gonna be like, he gonna do me proud, boy. He's well, like Obi-Wan I mean. Kenobi and Ron is Luke. <laughs> I will teach you the force, my son. Yes, Ron. <laughs> so are you, are, so are, is, is Ron the last Jedi then? Is that oh, what you're saying? Uh, oh, that is a perfect title for this no, podcast. No, uh, as as we... No, daytime not. Emmys it's and the Last Jedi of Daytime. Oh, that's that's a mouthful. I, I, I you know, I'm like, now I'm gonna have to be like Scotty. Luke, take a handwriting 
course, so that you can finally stop writing these wordy headlines. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, listen, Mr. <laughs> man who has never known the the length of a headline to not be long. On that note, we would encourage <laughs> you. Your headlines are always longer than mine. On that note, we would encourage you to comment on this episode at DaytimeConfidential.com. Follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash DCConfidential. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash DCConfidential. You can find Jillian at Jillian Bow on Twitter. Jamie is Jamie underscore Giddens. Melody is Melody Akles on Twitter. And I am Luke underscore Kerr. We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Fresh giving out my business. <laughs> Without my permission. So we need a new room. opening credits. I want a book. Do, 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 oh do, my god, do, they're do, opening credits. I am opening the opening credits. <laughs>